Hi, and welcome to The Literary Sipper. I'm your host, Amber Vitti Hill, and today we're going to be talking about friendship. And more specifically, who are your creative friends and how can they help you? I feel like friendship and the concept of friendship is in the zeitgeist at the moment. I've seen two or three books come across um, my feed, my um, podcast feed, my Instagram feed, of course, the newspaper articles, um, one in particular called The Life Council by Laura Tremaine, which is about the 10 friendships every woman should have, I believe. And it really feels like it's a subject that we want to talk about and um, want some help with or coaching with. And I think people are really struggling after the pandemic to either reconnect with old friends or reconnect in person with people in their own communities. And I feel like this is really essential as a creative parent because, one, as a parent, you are sometimes... Um, in this bubble of parenthood where your friends are maybe the kids' parents, the other kids' parents, um, or the parents on the sidelines of the soccer game, or the parents you sit next to in the during the dance class waiting for pickup, um, or at preschool. And then as your kids get older, they have more of their own unique friendships. And sometimes you stay friends with the parents that you were friends with when they were in elementary school, but the kids aren't very close anymore. And then as you exit out of school in general, sometimes those friendships disappear. Your kids go to schools in different places um, and there's not a reason to see each other anymore. And I think as a creative, there's also this other point where I want to be in conversation with these friendships and friends about what it is to be a creator, how can I create more, what do you think about these particular aspects of my creative self, Um, because you also are trying to do that. You are also trying to put work out into the world, art out into the world. And sometimes those people are in the same genre, so to speak, as you. You might all be writers, you might all be visual artists, but sometimes you're different and you are just looking for ways to live that good creative life. And if you're really lucky, you meet other creatives who are also parents and maybe they're in different stages, but at least there's an understanding that you're actually trying to balance two things at once, two endeavors at once, which can feel very overwhelming. And not to mention, there's all of the social media push to redefine what it is to be a friend in the first place, and this idea that we're friending people. Um, and I, uh, friending as a verb is a very strange thing to me. Um, it, it makes it feel less real, less authentic, Um almost like you're fishing a little bit somehow. I don't know. It just doesn't feel very real. And even though I may have had very real deep friendships with some of those people who are friends with me on social media, or I'm beginning friendships with new people who are commenting on my work over at Stubstack or the work on the podcast, they're real, but in a very different way. And last year, I took a year-long break from social media, pretty much, and really cultivated my friendships through texting, calling, dare I say, actually having old-fashioned phone calls with people, and then also making time to visit with friends that I haven't seen in a really long time. Because 
it was important to me to do that, to go to concerts with friends, to make the trips necessary to see them. And I know that's coming from a very privileged point of view that I have money that I can spend on airplane tickets. My husband is, of course, fine with taking care of his kids while I'm gone for a couple of days. I'm also fine with giving him the same time. I think that's essential and important. Um, But I also know that it was essential for my well-being to say, these friendships that I've had, some since I was 16, some since I was 20, and some relatively recently in my life, are important. And they need to have just as much airtime as some other things in my life do. Um, Because I get a lot out of them creatively. I get a lot of excitement when I have to articulate the work I'm doing to someone else who is also in the moment trying to build something for themselves, either it's a business or rebuilding a life after the death of a partner or just redefining themselves as a woman heading into their 50s. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that we create a life and compose a life. And our friendships help us to hold both who we were and who we're becoming in in the same space, if they're good friends, of course. And I think all these nonfiction reads that are coming out of this time, and a lot of them, of course, center on female friendship, also remind me that I've spent a good deal of time as well in my own life being coached on friendships because I used to really feel that it was an area where I struggled um, because I was always reinventing myself. Um, And then I would have to, I would move and leave friends behind, or I would, go to a different school than people in my neighborhood did, or I would um, long for these friendships that I would see online where people have been friends since like kindergarten and they're still friends and now their kids are friends. And and there's so much to balance in that space where you have old friends and mom friends and work friends and writing friends and couple friends. And friendship loss is also very real either a friendship breakup or the death of a friend. And I've been wondering about what it means to surround yourself with other creatives um, in that friendship space and why that is so important. And I do think it's important to ask ourselves, who are your creative friends? They may not be in the same stage of life as you. I, I belong to a writing group um, for the last couple of years, and everyone in there is much older than I am. But I have learned so much about taking my writing life seriously and the rhythm of getting up and doing the work from them. I've learned about ritual from them, what they do to put themselves in the writing space. And I've learned that to be part of an artistic community is a very important part of the creative life. Um, because we're all striving to live a creative life. We're all striving to say to ourselves, yes, I know the have-tos. I know what I have to do to earn money. I know what I have to do to take care of my family, feed my family, house everybody, make sure that we are living a, a good life, that we are not wanting for everything as much as we can. And I'm trying to also be an artist at the same time. And we can't be all things to all people. Something is always, always going to fall by the wayside, whether 
Hopefully it's the housework for people. That was a big lesson for me to learn, um, is that the dishes don't always need to be done. The laundry doesn't always need to be empty. Um, your work should come first. And to be honest, I'm still working on that. It's very important to me what my house looks like, and my aesthetic space is very important to me. And I need to be in a calm, zen state to be able to reach the heights I need to reach when I'm doing creative work. But I think that there are sort of five things that make having creative friendships really important. One is finding them, putting yourself out there in the world and going out and attaching yourself to communities that are doing the thing you're doing. So find other visual artists, find other ceramicists, find other poets, whatever it is that you are attached to, find those people and be with them in community, either virtually or in person. I think the second part is about cultivation of those friendships, not just showing up for one event, um, but really saying, okay, is this equal? Am I getting something out of this? Am I, am I a good sounding board for someone as much as I need them to be a good sounding board for me? Um, how much time am I devoting to this friendship? Um, is it enough? And scheduling it. I mean, it seems so obvious, but to cultivate friendship, you need to make time for it. You need to put it in a priority. Have a standing coffee date or have a standing Zoom call or um, a text, whatever it is, however much you need at that moment or can muster in that moment because we all go through highs and lows where I don't necessarily feel like going out and having a night out in the town, but I need that person to know I'm thinking about them because their friendship is important to me. And the third is planning larger time for those creative friendships. So if you know, for example, that a writing retreat is possible for you, um, that's a great space to go and have 24, 48 hours with a group of creatives and hopefully cultivate friendships out of that and learn from those people, but also cultivate your own artistic self at the same time and make plans for larger events like that, not just the quick coffees, not just the quick texts, but a larger space of time where you can really unfurl and relax into those friendships and get to the point in the conversation where you're not talking about small talk, but you are actually having a very deep connection with that person and you can beat against the desire for busyness and chatter and get into these deeper questions which will feed your work. And another thing, the fourth thing is to be an encouraging friend. You know, are you the cheerleader for those other people? Are you someone who is saying, hey, my friend just released an album and I want you to listen to it. Here is this amazing group work that that this person has created. Oh, my other friend is having a show of art. I'm going to go and I'm going to bring two other people that I know so that we can encourage each other and build these spaces where our friendships are also our cheerleading space. Our friendships are also showing up for us in our workspace, in our creative space, and not just privately because you have been friends since the second grade, but they're actually cheering on the work that you're doing. And the fifth thing I would say is that, are you learning from these creative friends? Are you learning a different way of being? 
maybe not that you're, it's totally different, but that, hey, is there a new book that this person wants to share with you? Or a new way that they have set up their studio space? Or a new spot um, to go hear live music? Are you learning from them and adding on to your life in a way that feels fulfilling and that feels nourishing and that feels exciting too. I mean, one of the reasons we became friends with people in the first place is because they're offering us a passenger seat in the way they drive the world that we're, we're able to see from a new perspective, not only ourselves, but what they're seeing I mean, one of the most exciting things for me, as of course you guys know already, is to say, did you read this book? You have to read this book. I want you to read this book so we have something to talk about and connect with each other, but also so you can see the world a little bit the way I see it, because I want you to be connected to me. And I think if you are learning from another person, and especially if that person is from a different culture or has a different experience than you do or um, challenges you in some way, I think those are great opportunities for growth. And they're safe opportunities for growth because if that person is a real friend and if that person also has a creative mindset, you're poised for great growth in that space. Time is the currency most precious to the creative life. You know, when we have time, we want to use it to play our pianos, to write music, to write our short stories, to um, work on the and on the editing that we need to do for a newspaper article. Whatever it is, we want to use that time to be creative. So, but by re having friendships in who are with people who are creative, you're able to work through problems, work through roadblocks, work through that moment of self doubt with someone who just gets it without explanation. And that is worth your time because you're not alone. You're not in the space alone. I mean, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest Hemingway used to write the most amazing letters to each other. And they were so self-deprecating and so full of self-doubt. And these are two of the greatest American writers. And sure, they had a lot of problems and a lot of drinking was involved, but they had this friendship that was able to transcend their idolatry of each other and also get over themselves a little bit because they were, at the end of the day, two men struggling to put words on a page. I think bands are a great example of this. Musicians who are friends and have these deep friendships over time have been able to push their music forward in a way that's very powerful um, and that's much further than they probably would have been able to go on their own, especially at the beginning. They need that network of neurons to be firing on at the same wavelength. And the more that they have firing in that same direction, the further they're able to go. And you want to find that person who's able to see you sometimes the way you want to see yourself and maybe don't have the ability to yet. Maybe you're reaching for that self and they already see it in you. They already see what you could become and they're helping you to see yourself in that way. And I think that is the greatest gift that the creative friendship can offer. So it's interesting. I was reading this poem the other day. It's May is Poetry Month to all those who don't know and 
there's this great uh, service poets.org does called A Poem in Your Pocket, I think, every day in May. And you can print out a poem and literally carry it around in your pocket, which I love and I think is amazing. Um, but it's a poem by uh, Julia Ward Howe, who was a great feminist um, in the 19th century. And she wrote a poem called Sybil, um, presumably about one of her friends. And the first two stanzas, it's a, it's it's not a hugely long poem, but it's too long for me to read the whole thing here. Um, but the first two stanzas really spoke to me about what it is to have that kind of kindred friendship with another artist and why it's so important and can feed you so well. So she writes, Your head is wild with books, Sybil, but your heart is good and kind. I feel a new contentment near you a pleasure of the mind. Glad should I be to sit be beside you and let long hours glide by, reading through all your sweet narrations the language of your eye. And she goes on, and at the end she says, Bear me then in your presence, Sybil, and leave your hand in mine, for though human be my nature, you've made it half divine. And I just love this idea that the storyteller Sybil for Julia Ward Howe is able to elevate her into these levels of mystic art that she can't reach on her own. And it's only with being in concert with this other person that she's able to reach that level of brilliance and, and that level of power in her own words. And if you read the whole poem, even the language elevates as she kind of discusses this friendship and she talks about um, native brilliance and prismatic fire and on and on. But it is the idea that she, the Sybil is the storyteller telling Julia about her own fortunes and her own fate. And Julia is able to sort of open up and hear someone else talk about who she is. And I think that's the great gift of the artistic friend and the artistic friendship. When you can be in concert with each other and not have to explain why you feel this need to create or this need to put work out in the world, but instead can relish in the fact that you both want that and you both want to be seen in that way, then you can get down to the business of leading a good creative life and being excited for each other, and being encouraging, and not having to prove yourself to that person. And you're able to talk about what does, isn't going right in a way that you can't with people who just don't understand. So I ask you, who are your creative friends? And if you don't have any, that's okay. There's, they're out there. I promise you they're out there. You know, maybe it's time to sort of join a writing group, or maybe it's time to step out a little bit in the world and take a class or take a workshop or plan something for yourself, a retreat or a live music expedition to a festival, or maybe play at that festival and meet all the other people who are there too doing the same thing you are. I really, really encourage you to be in community with the artists who you want to be a part of. They have so much to offer you. 
and let me know how it goes. Keep writing, friends.